I was watching Black Clover earlier when I finally decided to record another episode of podcast talking about virtual learning. Why not talk about timely topics like this? And it's been a while since I uploaded an episode. I was reading an article about the things that are possible to happen for the next five years. What will life be like? And currently, I'm into theories formulated somewhere on the internet about how this COVID-19 will be affecting the humanity in general in five years. As the world is still looking for answers to this health crisis, we are inseparable from the virtual world. The sudden shift into virtual working atmosphere suggests that people in this generation must rethink not only on how they will be able to organize the things they have to do, the things that they need to accomplish in order to be productive, but also how they will be able to cope with stress, manage their time, and condition their body for the next day. I just want to share a story. Are you aware of the bubonic plague happened in England in the 17th century? During that time, Isaac Newton fled Cambridge to study for the safety of his family. Were they isolated in a cramp abode? No, they were not isolated in a tiny place. The place was called Woolsthorpe. It was a family farm lay about 16 miles northwest of the Cambridge, distant safe enough from the carriers of the disease. That period was called Annus Mirabilis, which means Year of Wonders, and it was 200 years before the bacteria causes plague was discovered. These plagues opened doors of opportunity in allowing a mind like Newton's to wander to the farthest of his imagination. In that particular place, Newton helped in developing the calculus. He also studied light and also the gravitational force and the popular the apple tree so back then they were already using the term working from home and social distancing in the middle of the plague so you imagine that newton was able to invent the calculus and self-isolation during lockdown i mean the virtual world is not new to us and and either the system we used to have this kind of avenue and we are so-called tech savvy and it is something that these generation taught to us and we must be grateful for that i mean the connection that has established between us and this system has gone too far speaking of our relationship with everything online especially me especially me who is an editor and a content creator i like the fact that we are still able to bridge the gap through social media and with the help of them, we still manage to communicate and exchange information. As a teacher, of course, I have to have knowledge about specific software, application like the things that we are using for the online classes. And that was a huge transition, not just for me, but also for other teachers who still want to train in and teach students in front of the camera. And I think that 
is one of the factors that made this virtual learning difficult to deal with because we are battling against not just the ever-changing teaching methodologies and pedagogy that we have to instill in our minds as, as 21st century teachers, but also the mental exhaustion that these factors bring. One student asked me if I still love teaching despite depleting works and tasks every day. I answered him that I don't love teaching anymore. Teaching causes me not having good sleep, dizziness, slowed reflexes and response. And I also mentioned that I wanted to quit teaching. But of course, I don't want to demotivate him. So I added, I'm still doing this in order to help myself coping with this crisis. My students are my key driving force. If they help themselves, I will help them too. I completely understand they are being nosy, that they are being nosy and curious about what you feel, asking you how has your day been, have you eaten, are you okay, and being vocal about your feelings is also one thing that this pandemic has taught me. Whenever I share my life to my students, I feel that there is something they can take away from what you say. According to UNESCO, one and a half billion students around the world are currently engaged in remote learning at the height of the COVID-19 pandemic. A lot of students are not able to access the internet and their learning resources online. Also, uh, not all students have their gadgets. And I just want to share a story that I read from a news portal. It, it is a story of a boy sitting on the roof of his home as he attended the scheduled virtual virtual classroom using his gadget, an old tablet, if I remember correctly. He was sitting there due to weak internet connection in the area. Since the schools remained closed, the passion and the eagerness that this 10-year-old boy stenciled to his heart. And you imagine 10 years old, and he had to go and climb onto the corrugated iron roof just to get stable internet signal and attend this online class. And that was so heartbreaking. And the moment I read that story, it really saddened me. And knowing the fact that they already know their responsibility as a student, and aside from that, I also saw a picture online of a student doing her modules on the bridge that has free Wi-Fi. I think uh, the bridge is somewhere in Naga. I'm not sure. You can really see their dedication that they are also intrinsically motivated. In the beginning phase, teachers sought to replicate virtually what they used to do in a traditional classroom and then, and then we realized that this is not feasible having limited resources and not everybody could access synchronous classes given the challenges in conflict like the unavailability of textbooks and modules and stable internet connection and healthy mind and body due to the pandemic and the mental exhaustion. Also, the parents not having the ability to pay Wi-Fi and internet, I would also like to... Um, emphasize that this pandemic made the internet a primary need. Also, as a teacher, you are not sure whether these students learn with this kind of setup and 
we don't know if they are really absorbing the the information where their brains able to process everything where they struggling we don't know and i also want to point the risk and danger online in the face of covid-19 before i was so so scared of what's going to happen in the future the schools shut their doors and we don't want these kids to not experience the real world and and the fun of learning in a real classroom and because there is no actual student teacher conversation or student teacher communication the virtual environment can feel a little outcast and another drawback is the technology hurdles that you're spending more time stabilizing your connection and repairing your software and before you could still measure their learnings and you could easily know and assess their strengths and weaknesses now that we spoon feed everything we don't know what's going to work and what are the things that, that we have to focus more on what if this pandemic made us forget how to think logically and critically and according to science the virus itself can cause a number of neurological problems along with mental health problems such as anxiety and depression speaking of brain function our brains are not programmed to convoluted thinking apart from that this pandemic also made people struggle with focusing and concentrating on a task also subjected us to mental health challenges like um anxiety and feeling of uncertainty so how are we going to get rid of this talking about the so-called brain fog intermittent brain fog is normal and it has nothing to do with mental illnesses and it is brought by stress too much screen time overwork exhaustion and excessive thinking and just to clear things up it's not a disease nor a condition but an offshoot of fatigue and mental inefficiencies knowing your capacity and limitation and completing tasks one at a time is one thing that you need to practice at this time to ensure that everything will be manageable and you also have enough time to remember everything in order to accomplish a task also setting cues or reminders for urgent and important events can help decreasing the pressure off of your brain as we are having the new normal and we witness the changes happening around you and in ourselves in ourselves designated energy in line with our cognitive needs our body is now programmed to virtual interaction making our brains began to allocate lesser energy to face to face conversations and interacting to people face to face can be tough due to the fact that we're out of practice and it's not that simple of course we might think that our body can easily step back to its pre-pandemic state before we can interact again and even get along with people we should condition ourselves and and reprogram how everything works and since our body is incredibly capable of adapting 
we should maximize that in order to process everything and go back to how we used to be. We need to practice engaging ourselves again little by little. And yeah, we don't even know when will the COVID-19 pandemic end? When will this crisis end? So we better start taking little steps and overcome stress and fear that have greatly affected our mental well-being. A lot of you guys asking me why we feel so tired and heavy even if we are actually fine after our spending with these gadgets. The reason behind that is first, your eyes are not used to having too much screen time and easily get tired. I have actually experienced that. I don't know if you're familiar with with eye twitching. It was an eye spasm and the main causes are fatigue, eye strain, um, alcohol and caffeine consumption. Second is our body is designed and built to do psychomotor activities rather than to sit for a long time since it's too dehydrating. Another is you are still in the adaptation stage and this was not your regular routine back in the day. You are used to meeting people face-to-face, having their feedback instantly, seeing their facial expressions, and the fact that you are getting what you need is something that this virtual uh, experience won't be able to provide. Funny how this virtual learning making our lives easier, at the same time making our health miserable. On the other hand, virtual learning is giving us incredible experience and this can also lead to preparing these young kids with computer literacy skills needed needed for their future careers. Another great feature is you can easily access to real-time analytics, talking about the, uh, the updated learning management system. And of course, there are lots of jobs waiting for them and knowing the fact that they are intrinsically doing this, leading them to having more, to having more focus and maturity learning digitally. There will be there will also be plenty of opportunities and virtual learning actually saves money. Learning and staying in your own home reduces your carbon footprint, of course. And flexibility is also one of the advantages, giving learners self-goal when it comes to when and where they finally finish their education. People of different ages can make the most of virtual learning as it provides no limitations and creates more freedom while immersing yourself into different possibilities. Our role in this growing virtual community is to take part in transforming oneself to be a better citizen. Virtual learning opens doors, but you have to remember that making the technology your life is what will make technology die.